What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Essential 11. We're brought to you by Acton Academy, and we're brought to you by Acton Academy Placer. Um, I'm going to give you a little warning on today's uh, episode. Dude, I got so fired up with this guy, and this guy runs. Uh, he runs in the red all the time, man. The gentleman's name is Ray. They call him Cash. It's Ray Care. Uh, and Ray is just one bad dude, um, but a great human being. So he's a former Navy SEAL, CIA operator. Um, he's a current peak performance coach, um, works with Bedros and, and all the guys at the project and, and helping men um, kind of overcome you know all these limiting beliefs and go out and conquer the world in, in whatever ways they want to do that. And he's got so many things going on. He's this uh, just an amazing human being, and he was fired up. He's always fired up. Uh, he got me fired up. I definitely, you know, I got off and, and Ali says, you know, hey, there's definitely some more swear words in there than usual. So I just apologize for that in advance. If you got littles in there, there's definitely some things that come out. So just be ready for that. But um, what you're going to hear too is just a whole lot of value. So give it up for Mr. Ray Cash Care. Bam. We are good with Mr. Ray Care. They call him Cash. What is happening, sir? Good. How are you, my brother? Oh, yeah, Thanks man. for having so, me. So good, man. It's a pleasure. You had last time I, we chatted, man. You were in a long, you were in a long drive. Sounded like you had a heck of a weekend. <laughs> you know, there's a song by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Things got bad. Things got worse. Yes, so. sir. I love it, yeah, man. Love it. <laughs> that describes it perfectly well, huh? Yeah, That's awesome, man. That's hilarious. Um, I'm pumped, man. Pumped to pumped to have you on. We were talking about. Mark Smelly Bell. I know you said that's one of your man crushes. Um, yeah, dude, he was up. here in uh, here in studio, and we got to have a great chat, man. He's such a good dude. And, uh, you know, went home, and I told my wife, I said, man, we got this pool in our backyard that was, they had blasted it out of, of rocks. We got this whole mountain of rocks, and they had blasted it, and they put the pool in there and put the cave in there and all this. It's kind of a cool little deal. And I said, hey, baby, so you ever gone over to one of those boulders over there and, and given it a hug? And she's like, what is your what is your problem? No, I have not done that. I'm like, okay, well, I did that today. There's a man named Mark Bell that was here, and I felt like I was hugging a freaking boulder. Man, dude is just yeah, a beast. He's an iconic mofo, man. He does a lot for the fitness community in the world. I wish I had something bad to say about him. The only thing that pisses me off is he squats so much more weight than the me. squats over. <laughs> you know, he had his thousand plus, and I put my like 565 or 75 on there, and he's like, you know, good job. He's, guy, yeah, you know? I do that. Yeah, he's like, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a beast, he's, man. Hey, work in progress. That's what I told him. That's it, man. We all are, you know, we all are. So, dude, yeah. it's a, it is a uh, it is a pleasure to connect you. I love uh, I just I love your mindset. I love when you jump on IG, man, and you're banging out, you know, a thousand push-ups and you're right, dude. I just I love that, right? So we own, you know, we got the school here, and and especially with our high school kids, it is all about pushing. It's about pushing the envelope. It's about the discipline to to not take, uh, you know, society's idea of what a young person should be or what a person should be in general, and just continuing to push forward right and it's guys like you man that are continuing to do that day in and day out that uh that i absolutely i just have a ton of respect for man so i want the young people to hear from me brother so i love Appreciate what you're doing it, my brother. yeah man i just you know i i just did one with a 14 year old young man uh sunday he's yep. a fan of, i don't want to say he's a fan i don't like fan i'm not a star he's a supporter yeah you know and he was sore the next day i said man don't let that don't let that mental bullshit get, yep. get the best of you you know you're not sore yep Growing because now now you're knowing what you're capable of, right? Yeah, His exactly idea of push ups of mine, just going up a little bit higher made all the difference all in the, the world. Difference in the world, man. Shook him up. I love that, man. And so you know, and I told you a little bit about the the project that Timmy Kennedy and I are are uh, putting yeah. together. And I'm gonna head out 
uh, to uh, Austin in a couple weeks, and we're going to go um, get some stuff done for that launch in this fall. And it's very similar to what, um, I mean, the online part, but you guys have a physical thing going on with you and Bedros. I love what you guys are doing with the project. Um, I definitely want to talk about that. I know you guys are doing some stuff with the uh, with the kids in that regard too. Yeah, that's been so rad. Passion project. I don't. I don't know if I like, but it's passion. You know, that's where our passion is. Working with the kids, man. Yeah, right. Man. That's creating the new generation of of civilized savages, these yep. warriors, right? teaching them to start sharpening that mental uh, samurai sword now. That's it. You know, it's never too early or too late. That's what I tell people. Yep. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, I'm it. ready. You know, we'll, we'll get into whatever you yeah, want to get man. in, my brother. I love whatever it, dude. I love it. And I love that you said the, kind of those, that next generation of of, uh, of the savages. That way we talk about, you know, Tim and I talk about making these young men this the savage gentleman, right? And kind of the Teddy Roosevelt mold where you are a gentleman, you know, and you believe that taking care of people and treating people well is the right thing to do until it's time not to. And then the ability to to do what you got to do, to be a protector, not to be the bully, but to be a protector and be a person of, of honor, you know, in that Bushido code. So I love that, man. So why don't we give people just, a, you know, whatever you want on, on the origin story, the X-Men origin story of, of, of Cash over here and, and kind of... Uh, you know what what you did and what you're doing and and yeah, we'll get into yeah, questions yeah. From there. Um, you know and i tell people i'll tell you what i did but that doesn't fucking matter it matters what i'm doing now so um you know 48 years young i'm a baltimore native uh grew up in a shitty uh environment yep. um except, uh, you know obviously uh parents divorced when i was very young um father was you know due to uh, circumstances he he was in an accident bad temper used to put the boots to me. Uh, he was murdered when I was 11, boo-hoo, poor me. Went to go live with my mother. That was a culture shock. She wasn't really the, she was a good mom, but just, you know, I wasn't, I don't think I was her top priority. Um, and then, you know, just growing up, um, I got in a lot of trouble, doing a lot of stupid shit, but I was really athletic. And, you know, it all comes to fruition when I talk about, you know, Jason Redman, a good friend of mine, talks about getting off the X. I talk about getting mortared. You know, you get, Every now and then you just get these life fucking mortars, these bombs that hit you. And, you know, the journey started for me. I think everything, all the shit that happened to me is who helped mold me into who I am, which is I'm not a strong, I'm not a tough guy. I'm a mentally tough guy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, my mindset is attack the hill, fuck it, fuck you. You can't hurt me, man. Yep. And literally, I rem- you know, it's funny. I, I, I talk about this all the time. I can't remember what I had for dinner three days ago. But I can remember being 19 years old, looking in the mirror, coming back from a bar called the Crease of Towson, under the influence, fucking God knows what else, pardon my language, what I was drink, uh, on. I look in the mirror and, you know, it's I do a self-reflection drill now with a lot of the kids and the groups we do. When I looked in the mirror, I didn't see me. I saw my father and I was like, holy fuck, man. Mm. I don't, as much as I loved him, I didn't want to go down that path. Yep. So that's when I made the, you know, I call it the Joel Osteen you've been healed. And <laughs> I just said, you know, cold Turkey, no more. And that's when I started changing my life around. Was it tough? Yes. Did it happen over that night? No. But, um, you know, it's all about, you know, I tell people what we'll get into. I always talk about stacking the W's and L's and it's one of these things that I, I with all my coaching and my things that I do, people have and watch. I'm going to, I'm going to, mess with you here for a second. We, this is not scripted, right? I'm all about programming people. I believe in four things, family, fitness, finances, and faith, right? Teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. I can't remember anything else. So just fours at a time. (laughs) This is what I'll tell you. Faith is not religion. It's the ability to believe in yourself and to reprogram yourself. So ready? Let's, let's see how smart you are. You ready? Yep. 
All right. Fill in the blanks. What do you do before you cross the street? Look both ways. Good. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay, good. Most people aren't sure. But here's a question I have to ask you now. Were you hit as a child crossing the street? Nope. No, you were fucking programmed. Yep. Just like I have kids, right? My wife, she does it all. She taught my daughter and my son. Yep. A stove was hot, hot. She didn't go take her hand and burn Stick it. Stick it on the stove. Right. Them, right? So let's, let's go one step farther, right? That's the 100,000 foot view. Now let's get down to the ground level. You can only do two things in life. Two things and two things only. This is what I tell everybody. You can only W or you can only L. That's it. That's it. Yeah. There's no in between. If you're a W, if you're a W or you're Wing, what is that? You're winning. And if you're L or or you're an L, what are you? You're losing. No, sir. See, you've been Learning. fucking playing wrong. That's right. Learning. There it is. There it is. You only yep. stack wins off of the lessons learned. Yep. And the people that we're talking about, the Bedros Cooley, yep. the Mark Bell, yep. the Tim Kennedys, yep. the reason why they're so successful is because these L's are way up here when most people, because here's my definition of what a loser is. Mm -hmm. A loser is someone who quits. I tell kids, right? That's it. I don't, I fail. And it's funny because in the SEAL teams and the military, failure is not an option. Motherfucker, failure, if you're pushing yourself, is pretty much 99.5% only option. Yep. You learn from it, right? Like, I'll give you an example. If you're cutting something and you cut your finger off, right, cutting something real fast, yep. I guarantee you, you're not going to do that again. Yep. If you do, you, number one, you should punch yourself in the face. And two, <laughs> you're going to lose your finger. Yep. And that's what I tell these kids. Stop going around moping for yourself, thinking you're a loser. You're not a loser. Dude. You're just learning. Or you haven't had, and that's why we're doing these programs, yeah. you haven't had people I don't want to say I'm an influencer. I'm a guy who's fucked up, who's going to teach you from his mistakes yep. and his lessons learned. So hopefully you, most kids don't, they won't take that. They won't waste time doing the same stupid shit that we did. That's right. Over and over. I do the same thing with business with Bedros Coolian. Right. Bedros is like, don't do that. I'm yep. like, I don't, I don't go, okay, dad, then do it. I go, yes, sir. And I don't do it. Yep. Yep. So that's what's so unique. I love and, that, dude. Know, the message that I want to stow in the new generation. Dude, I love that. I love that. I love that mindset. We talk about the fact all the time with these young with these youngsters that you are always being you're always being brainwashed. You're always being programmed, right? We say brain you're always being brainwashed. So the the question then becomes who's doing the brainwashing, right? Exactly. Who's who's doing that? Who are you allowing to be there? Is it yourself? Is it somebody who has gone before you and has had an opportunity to fail and do all those things wrong and they've learned from it and now they're making something work? And so now you're taking right like so that's why we do this whole podcast so people can hear from people who have failed a million times before because like you said the failure part's inevitable. The quitting is where you get the choice. Right. And then you're listening to them, dude, as they, as they do. I love that. I love that mindset. And I love the fact you talked about your old man too, because that definitely resonates with me. Um, you know, same kind of thing. Not a, not a good, uh, not a good relationship, um, there, but I, I can see that sometimes. And he, he kind of became almost like an anti-hero, which is just as valuable sometimes as the hero. It, right. It is. That's right? the thing. It, People are so one dimensional. Yep. They only think yep. the heroes the key component yeah. It's actually the anti-hero yep. that makes you who you are. And, and this is something that I want to say real quick is um, a couple years ago, I had to go, I went to speak at one of Pedro's Coolian's huge empire business summits. I mean, Dan Flashman, the who's who's of speakers went on. I went yep. on right before Los 
Flo Silvas. He's like a, a big marketing guru. And for years, people have been asking me, like, what are you, Ray or Cash? Are you a motivational speaker? Are you inspirational? And I'm like, no, man, that's not what I do. And I had this epiphany, like, 20 minutes before I went on, and the one thing I learned is, is when you're speaking to people at that level, Bedros is like, bro, I want to know what the hell you're saying if you had an epiphany. And I told him, and this is it. I have equations for everything. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Yep. And it's this. I am a pain coach. I'm not an accountability coach. I'm a pain coach. There's mental, physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and sexual pain that men and women go through. Yep. And the one commonality is, is every single human being on this fucking planet has dealt with one of them or a combination of them in some sorts or fashions. So what I've done and why people go, Ray, you're so successful. And my definition of successful is helping others help themselves. It has nothing to do with money mm -hmm. is this. I figured out what the equation of pain is. And it's this, it's pain equals growth. Growth equals power. Power equals knowledge and knowledge equals profit. So I have learned how to profit from pain by going through these steps. Mm -hmm. And I put all these videos up of the project and you see me smashing these people and they're, and they're screaming. It looks like I'm killing them and I'm not. They're killing themselves because they're stepping out of their comfort zone right. and they're realizing, right, they're taking all that pain and instead of what most men, I'm speaking for men, do they yep. bottle it up, you know, I release it, right? Because I just had a conversation with Rob O'Neill, one of my best friends, over some drinks talking about his past and my past. Every human being has demons mm -hmm. in their closet. Young, if you've had a bad childhood, you have demons. And everybody is trying to kill these demons. And here's what I'm going to tell you, man to man. You can only kill so many demons. If you've been sexually abused as a child, you can't kill that demon. You can't. You can't. You can only name it, claim it, and try to tame it. That's it. Right? That's all you can do. And that's what I tell these kids. Like, if you're going through pain and you're suffering or you're a man or a woman, you, number one, you're not alone. Yep. Number one, you're not alone. Yep. Number two, this is what I tell people. From this moment, from right now – till whenever in the past, I won't blame you. Even if it's your fault, mm. I won't. Whether, whether it was self-inflicted or somebody inflicted some sort of pain to you, but from the minute, from this second on, I hold you 100% accountable and responsible if you don't start making change in your life. And mm. that's what I'm telling these kids. Like, you, you don't wanna, like kids, right? We deal with obesity. You don't wanna be heavy? Okay. Like I have kids, then let's start doing this. Well, wait a minute. What do you mean I have to work? That's the way it goes. That's it. You got to work. You know, That's sitting it. on your ass, the only thing you're going to collect is unwanted pounds on your butt unless you're, you, unless you're some genetic freak. That's exactly so, right. Dude, that fires me up. We have uh, that guy. Fuck it, that, uh, we have uh, uh, rules in our house. I got three, I got three kiddos, right? Two, uh, two girls and a boy, nine, seven, and, and four. Uh, little okay. man, little man's four. So we've got these rules in our house, and I talk about it on the podcast a lot. We've got these eleven rules, the Bodro family rules. These are rules that I hold them accountable to. They hold me accountable to. It is all the way around. All five of us, myself, my wife, and the kids, are all responsible for this, right? One of the rules on there is you are personally responsible. Yep. Period. Period. That's exactly it. You're gonna you're gonna make mistakes. That's great. No worries. Own it. You're gonna exactly. have some things that are messed up. That's great. Own it. From this moment forward, you are personally responsible, right? It's that extreme ownership kind of mentality. You're personally responsible for what happens from here on out. 
Yes. Period. It's nobody else's. You don't get to put victimhood up here. You don't get to play the, well, only if, or this person has it better, or that you don't get to play that card. The card is you are personally responsible for it today and the outcomes that come out of that. Period. End of story. People either feel like they're entitled or yep. they're a victim. And yep. I say, um, to all of that, that's my mindset. Fuck yep. it, fuck you. That's not the case. Yep, that's you, exactly you, it, dude. An entitlement. Are, God, entitlement is the word that comes up the most. So I, so I had, I, I, I did three hundred and three hundred and fifty ish keynotes over the last five or six years, right? So companies all over the world and and traveling around, and we're talking about generations, specifically the younger generation, and how do we how do we find good, solid young people, because there's a ton of them out there. How do we then lead them? How do we train them? And, people, and I get the same, are you a, are you a motivational speaker? And absolutely not. No, I'm a, I under, I let people know how to uh, impart discipline in what they, in what they do, right? I can get people raw, 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 and you can get people all excited for the hour that you're on stage. And that's great. And then they go back and nothing changes. And then I didn't, I did nothing for them. Right. But if I give them a plan and give them a, an understanding of how to be disciplined in their approach with the knowledge that they now have, then they can go forward and they can make changes happen. Right. And that's, that's it is that discipline. And that's what you guys are doing with the, with the project too, is you are, you are allowing them to own those demons, to work through those demons, to get those things out and to get on the other side of that pain, to get into the discipline of that process that leads ultimately to, to profit as you've got on that. I, I love that, dude. And then what's so unique about it and the touch of fall back on what you said, it's, it's not like a, a Spartan race or reading a motivational book when yeah. you close the book, right? It's like, okay, now what it's now we're going to put you into a private Facebook group page yep. and for the rest of your fucking life. Yep. Whoever your dive buddy was, if me and you had to go to yep. the bathroom together, we're, it's like AA, brother. You yep. and I are together, but you have to check in with your brothers on a Facebook group page every Friday. And if not, you're going to have 50 people going, hey, bro, where What's are you? What's your deal? What's yeah. going on? Yep. You know, and yep. that's, you know, I, I have a lot of guys that don't have family. You know, I don't have family. I do very well, but I have a brother, sister. I'm like, hey, man, you graduate this right now, you're going to have like 52 brothers. That's it. You got and a brother. That's going to grow. And, it's amazing how many men are going through life yeah. with blinders on and, and, you know, and it's not even a sales call when I call these guys. I just literally ask them some questions and you literally see it. They're like, holy fuck, man. Yep. I thought I was the only one. And I'm like, bro, yeah. just, some few, just some statistics. One out of every four men are or molested in their youth. Just so you know, this static with, with status with, I mean, men being, you know, bullied as kids. Yep. It's, and they're just like, and what do men do? They build these walls, these emotional walls, these barriers, and they just, nope, I'm not going to let it bother me. But eventually, right, it's like a damn, that wall can only host, hold so much. Yep. And my mindset is, is I'm going to go in there with a sledgehammer, right? Bedros and all this. We go in there, we cross those walls down. We let all those emotions flow. Right. Amongst other dams that have been broken that are, you know, that's the symbolism of the other men that are there. Yep. And and they realize, holy shit, I'm not alone. I can open up. I because men have, you know, we have we're we have egos and we have attitude, man. That's right. And, you know, once you let that guard down and you just really just become vulnerable to yourself and others, it's amazing. Yeah. And like I said, we're doing the same thing in a much dialed down level with the father son. Right. The Squire program that we're doing, which is amazing. And that's what I love is dad sees his son, right? Because hunters, gatherers, right? right? The men, you know, the protectors, the hunters, you know, usually your son sees you in one uh, one fashion. Mm -hmm. 
we're going to show you a three-dimensional fashion where dad's got to step up and dad's got to be a protector. And, and it just creates a new bond that when, you know, like I tell, told my son, man, when shit gets bad, I always tell, cause we did a lot of this, we've been through worse, buddy. And he's like, you know what, dad, you're right. Cause yeah. there's, it's all about creating that bond and respect, you know, yeah. cause I don't know if, how it works with you, but I'm pretty good at fitness and my wife's good at fitness. Yep. I could tell my son to do something with fitness. He's like, yeah, yeah. But he could go to Planet Fitness and have a 40-pound guy that's overweight tell him the same damn thing. Yeah. Like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So a lot of these dads, you know, we're, we are making sure that the same message they want to come across is coming across, mm-hmm. right? Um, core values, mm-hmm. honor, courage, commitment. Be a man of your word. Make a, uh, you know, I make a promise and I keep it. Right. Little things like that that dads are saying, and it just seems to get, um, you know, fizzled out in there. That wiring, it just goes somewhere. So mm-hmm. we come in, give them another perspective, and I will. I tell all the dads, man, when you come to school, listen, if your kid's a little ass, he's not going to win against me, That's and right. I'm going to let him know. You know, what I mean, but the dads are like, "That's what he needs. Yep. He needs to hear that." Yep. And the outcome of it, you know, the, 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 the product is just a better relationship with your dad. And I mean, who doesn't yeah. want that? Well, that's right? awesome, I mean, man. That's I want. So yeah, it's amazing. Man. No, that's awesome, dude. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about that as, as you know, it, owning these schools is interesting. So we've got, you know, there's a couple hundred of us globally that are essentially complaining about school by creating this better, better model, better version. Right. And so we gather together in Texas every year and and people from all around the world. And we talk about how do we do this? How do we do this better? And we're connected on these virtual forums day in, day out. We're trying to help each other. Um, And it really is this continuous feedback loop. There's no mothership saying, Hey, everybody's got to do this. Everybody's running their show. And then we're connecting right all around. And uh, so so we get out there and we're chatting. And one of the questions that came up this last year is, hey, are we in the parent business as well? And from our experience, we absolutely are. I can tell you, I spend just as much time with the parents here as I do with these kids too, because I've got these parents that are going, hey, you know, they're not sure. It's not the same message at home that we're talking about here. We're saying, look, you don't get to be a victim here. Hey, you're personally responsible. Hey, you're capable of a hundred times more than you think you're capable of, right? And if they go home and if you've got mom or you've got dad that's, feeling frustrated and they're just like, oh, fuck it. And they just throw their hands up and they just let it fizzle out and they don't, and their kids are able to get away with stuff here that like things have to match. So we're in this constant battle of, of trying to create this mutual respect, child and parent. That has become our job, part of our job description as educators, right? Because we know that's going to trickle into how, how that kid sees themselves when they're here. And then they're going to buy into that message that we're saying too. It's that parent, that bond. So I love the fact that you guys are doing that, man. It's something that, uh, you know, there's not as many opportunities I think as there used to be for, especially for fathers and sons to do that, especially in this environment where we call. Well, yeah, it's society is, it's a a hot freaking mess, man. You know, and everything's toxic, right? It is. And I love the dads that are stepping up and just saying, you know what? Yeah. This, you know what? Huge. For right now, I'm putting society on hold. This is about me and my son yep. and the bond that we have. You I know love I mean? that, man. There's nothing else. I mean, so you know, my cool. son's over in, in Portland right now. He calls me. I mean, literally, right now, I'm going to the airport. Yep. You can go take a flying leap, and I'm going to go see him. Whatever yep. it takes. How do I can get there? That's, That's exactly right, as it should be. But, but most dads and sons, the way that society is, they're like, eh, I'm yeah. not going to get the call. I'm busy. I mean, I hate to say it, but there are relationships like that. Yeah, so. yeah no doubt about it. It wasn't always good with me and my son. You know, you know as oh, well as for they, sure. Is they, they come and go and, yep. you know, and you just have to make sure that when they go, 
even like when they're 12 and 13, that you've done everything you can. Right. You know, and obviously, you know, we have some perks that most like my wife's stay at home mom. Yep. She's totally she's my daughter. And, yep. Yeah. You know, and I just, uh, yeah. So, so talk about developing self-confidence for these, for these young men too, right? Cause this is one of the questions that the youth game is talking about developing self-confidence. And I take it from the aspect of, you know, um, people ask like, well, what is the curriculum here? What do you do with your kid? I, look, man, the curriculum here is self-confidence because you've actually done some things that matter. You've actually take, you've actually struggled through something, right? And you came out the other side. So I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, you know, martial arts was a huge part. Fighting was a huge part of me growing up. I want the same for my boy. So they has something to, to battle, to struggle through. Cause they otherwise, I mean, they've got, they've got life good, right? So talk about developing self-confidence and, and specifically with, with your kiddos and, and with the youth. Youth, man what's your uh, what's your take on that so develop i love it that's a great question oh. and here's what i say everything comes from the core everything comes from the inside yeah out, right stems with you um everybody focuses on the external all the outer extremities and this is what i'm going to tell you um i give people drills like if i am i'm working on youth i give them drills mm. i believe in a pattern of life and a moderate uh, model of life nope. p-o-l-m-o-l pattern of life is we're creatures of habit. We usually do kind of the same thing. I make all my clients, kids and parents, for 30 days fill out what they do from the time they get up to the time they go to bed. Mm -hmm. and, and it's about emotional discipline. Whatever puts them in the red yep. or right, red is obviously running hot. Um, the cold is usually like when your kids just shut you off, right? We want to be in that green. Yep. Once we do that for 30 days, we look at that and then we start to build up self-confidence what are the things that are contributing to your lack of self-confidence? Mm -hmm. Is it a negative uh, holy shit. person, place, or thing, or entity? Well, let's start looking for things. Oh, I spiked red here. Well, who's Susie? I see you spiking red four times as Susie. Yeah. Or, or this or that. So let's just let's fast forward. Then what I do, and I have a video that I do it all the time. My daughter, she's 12 years old, right? And you said you have two girls, right? Yes, sir. All right, so I want to build self-confidence in my daughter, mm -hmm. right? So my daughter gets up every morning. She says, I'm a champion. I'm a winner. It's the first thing she says when she gets up. It's the last thing she says when she goes to bed. I say, I'm a champ. Excuse me. I say, be great today. Be a bitch tomorrow. I believe that, yeah. right? Even, even if I, I like to say it with external dialogue, like yeah. be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. But even if I do it with my internal dialogue, I say it the same way. Yeah. It comes out in my head. I don't just go, be great today, be a bitch be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. Yep. And then I start my day off. So what I'm telling people is, let me ask you this. You have two girls. Would you want to program your daughter's confidence to be, I want to, I want to be uh, an overweight woman who is in a relationship with a man that beats me. Absolutely not. No, of course not. You want to create these strong, independent children. So it starts. So what I say is, is first it starts with the parents, right? If, mm -hmm. if you have great parents, because kids are sponges of what the fuck you do. That's right. So I make my daughter get up every day. I have a video. I, I show whenever I go around the country. What are you, Nala Jane? Uh, what are you going to do, Nala Jane? She goes, a backhand spring. And how many? Five. And what are you? A champion. What else? A winner. She did that when she's five. She's 12. She still does it. Yep. So that's how you start the internal dialogue yeah. with her. Now, once you've created that internal dialogue and you start feeling good about yourself, start doing little challenges. I've got 12 and 13 year old kids doing the 1080 push up yep. challenge with me. I've got guys that are Andy Phil, he's one of the best tattoo artists on the planet. His daughter is 20 months old. What do you think she does when he's doing the sit ups and the, or everything we're doing? She's trying to do it too. 
we're already programming. Right. That's right. So my, my suggestion is, is one, get an MOL. Use mine. Don't use mine. Use my daughter's. I'm a champion. I'm a winner. I don't want kids going around saying bitches because that's wrong, right? Um, Steve, a guy that maybe one day you'll interview on this, he says, I am freaking awesome. Come up with whatever works for you. Yeah. I tell people, use mine for now. My daughter's not yeah. mine if you're a kid. And then develop your own. No two models of life should be the same. Not even if you're fucking Siamese twins. And then once you do that, start challenging yourself. Okay, I feel good. Now what am I going to do? Wow, this guy's doing a thousand push-up challenge. My motto in life is do more, do less, just do. People go, what does that mean? If you can't do 19 push-ups or 18 push-ups on the minute every minute, how many can you do in 20 seconds? I can do five. Then do do five. Then do the five. Five times 60 is 300. Yep. But in a couple weeks – it, but I want you to keep saying that you're a champion and you're a winner. It's going to get easier and easier and easier. It's going to get hard at first, but if you power through it, right, you're going to get up to more. And then once you do that, you're going to get a taste. And that's where I come into, I try to teach these kids the attack the hill mindset. This is my bread and butter. This is what I'm going to tell you, sir. We have a hill like this, right? A hill. And one of the drills that we do with these kids is we make them go up and go down and go up and go down and they're carrying stuff. And whenever I see the hill, most people internally, they go, there's a hill. I'm going to lean forward and I'm going to go up the hill slow. And then when I get to the top, I'm going to run down the hill. No, this is what you're going to do, young man. You're going to run up the hill. What's going to be hard? I know it is. But if you keep doing it, just like those push-ups, it's going to get easier. Right. But if I keep climbing too high, Mr. Ray, it gets hard to breathe. I don't care. You can acclimate. You can acclimate. Right? You're not climbing over 13,000 feet where you need supplemental O2, young man. This is just symbolism. Climb the hill. My legs are going to hurt. They're going to get better. And then what happens is, is a, a lot of the reasons why young men don't want to climb that hill is when they start climbing that ladder of success and they realize no one's around them, they actually get scared That's of right. being there by themselves. They want to climb back down. And this is what I'm going to tell you. Keep climbing. Yeah. And then when you get to the top of that hill, whatever, this, whatever that is, I want to do 300 push-ups. I got it. Then what you're going to do, instead of running down the hill, you're, going to, you're not going to let gravity, which is the external extremities of life, the negative entities, tell you what to do. You're going to walk down the hill, and then as you're walking down, that's when you're going to rest. That's your recovery, and you're going to look for another hill. This is what I'll tell you also. I do this all the time. I will challenge somebody that can run the same speed as me if they, if they walk up the hill and run down it versus me running up and walk down it. Not only will I, will I do it uh, quicker – but it's safer because when you run down a hill, usually the gravity will make you fall on your ass. It's because you're allowing people and other things to carry you through life and you can't. So whenever I do things, I make these kids, I'm getting a shirt that says attack the hill. And I told them, if you can climb one hill, you can climb another hill. That's right. I've got a guy that only has one leg. Well then crawl up the fucking hill. That's right. Just get up the hill. Well, I'm not getting up as fast as anybody else. This is what I'm going to tell you guys, no matter what age you are. I don't care how long it takes you to get up the hill. I don't believe in giving me 100%. I don't believe in David Goggins. I say this all the time. I know this is going to be a good one. That if somebody gives as much as they have, they still have 40% left. I believe that no matter how much you give, unless you're dead, you have more to give. I don't know what that number is. I just know that every human being, man, woman, child, can always give a little bit more. And the way that they'll know when they give it their all is they'll be gone from this earth. That's it. So we're all we always pace ourselves, but you've got to learn how to rev that engine harder and harder every day. That's what's going to create that self-discipline, right? Surrounding yourself with 
positive people, places, and things. Go back to that PLL, and in 30 days, man, I'm telling you. Like, I'll give you an example. People get up in the morning. First thing they do, they get on their phone and spend 30 minutes on on Instagram. If it's not creating you money, what the hell is it doing? It's entertainment. Guess what? You want to entertain yourself? Get up. Attack your four F-bombs. What am I going to do today? Family, fitness, finance, and faith. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to tell my wife I love her. Um, I'm going to get my kids up and have them go work out with me. That's entertainment because that is how you're going to create longevity in your life. Absolutely. Dude, I, 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 there's so much right there that I want to unpack. I wish I was at some point, man, when, when you and I are going to be face to face, man, I just want to give you a big friggin' hug, dude, because, uh, Bring it on, baby. I'm telling you brother. Cause dude, I, I, we've had some of the most amazing, some of the most well-known whatever on this, dude, I've never been so fired up as I am. Cause this is it. This is exactly what, this is exactly what we preach. This is exactly what I want for all the students that are here. This is exactly what I want for my kids. This is the mentality that I want for all the employees. This is the, the mentality I want for all of the dads that we have here that are pouring into their kiddos, man. It's exactly this kind of thing. And it's exactly this kind of discipline that we are talking about of attacking the freaking hill every single day and you're right dude not only does it get easier you start to enjoy the process you start to enjoy the pain right you start to enjoy it you start to actually look at things and you have kind of Jocko's mentality of you know something doesn't go right right and you go good cool because this is an opportunity right now. I don't want things to go right all the time. Dude, if everything's, if everything's going right all the time and everything's always easy, well, then there's no growth going down, right? Yeah. Something Like if you're comfortable all the time, there is something you're, you're that you're missing out on, right? So you should always be going up that hill and there's going to be uncomfortable and good, good. That's a beautiful thing, man. I love that. I love that. And it's that. It's that. I love what you're doing with your kids. It's a brainwashing them in that, in right. that good you know, way, dude. Programming, brainwashing. You're, I don't care what you say. All that, and, you know, yep. The biggest piece of advice I can give kids nowadays, like if I had to keep it short, right, instead of my long answers is this. Be grateful, not greedy. Yeah. That's what I tell them. Yeah. Be grateful, not greedy, man. What do you mean be grateful? Are you alive? Yes. Well, guess what? Be grateful you're alive. That's it. And like I said, as human beings, even children, we're greedy. We always want more. But the reason why you should want more is so that you can give back more to the community to whether it's money or knowledge. That's my work. Learn to earn, man. Bingo. That's it, man. It's respect, knowledge, power, not just money. You know, it's not always. People always think that wealth and power is uh, equates to fucking money. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't, man. Mm -hmm. Relationships and bonds and and trust you know my motto my acronym for team is not together everybody accomplishes more that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard you put 100 blind guys in the room and you put a penny on a rafter they're never going to find it it's trust effort attitude mission that's what a team is about we trust i trust you you trust me effort i'm going to give you everything i got attitude i close in life and i'm successful because i have a great attitude even when you kick me in the balls even when i get golf balls hit out of my mouth no matter what I have a great attitude yep. because I'm grateful. Yep. Um, and mission, my mission is growth. Exactly. Growth is not money. It's to be 1% better today than I was yesterday. Dude, is that it. possible? Yeah. I don't know, but I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And I think so many people are missing that, brother, the mission part, right? The purpose, right? All these issues that, that our, our youngsters, and I'll say this, working with thousands and thousands and thousands of youth over the past few, you know, however many years, man, it's that it's that sense of purpose, that sense of mission that so many of these kids are missing, dude. They are yep. just, they're missing that. They don't feel like there is a reason. There is no, it starts with that gratitude. It starts with that perspective. You know, and I loved the other day, dude, man, I wasn't maybe a week ago and I heard my nine-year-old 
saying to my four and a half year old, hey, if you're not number, you know, seven and a half billion on the planet, then somebody's got it worse than you. Everything's okay, right? And she's already taken on that perspective, man. And I'm like, dude, that, that's absolutely it. But they're missing that mission part, dude. And uh, I know, love it, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, I, I, you know, I deal with more, it's funny, you know, kids are all the reason why they're negative and they're, you know, the negative Nancy's and their dad on themselves is because when I meet their, their, fam, their yeah, parents, that's it. Direct reflection. And I tell them when I do my coaching, the first thing I tell them is, is, you know, like, man, I'm really down on myself. I'm like, listen, do you know what the odds were at conception? Conception. Right. right. Of when your father and your mother mated all everything that raced, right? It was a race. Yep. There were millions, millions and millions of other competitors that wanted to seat at the table. And you got it. That's right. So from from the day that you were even conceived. You have been a winner and people are like, I never thought of it like That's that. It. Of course you don't. All you're looking at is how big your wallet is or That's how right. big your fucking house is. That's right. Yep. That's why I'm in every day is like, I'm going to run it. I'm going on 49 and people are like, how do you do what you do? Because I, I know that I am put on here on this earth for a reason out of the millions on the day of conception. I was the one I wanted it more. That's so right. you're already a winner. All right. Did you start out on the W? So yeah, it's time to get after it. Yeah. The other ones that are gone, dude, they didn't even learn. Yeah, They're yeah. gone. Yeah. They lost. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's it. I love that. Uh, so you talk about that schedule. This is very similar, man. What Timmy and I are doing with Apogee, we're talking about the uh, we, we put in this mod schedule. So like you said, they're day, as soon as they wake up until they go to bed, right? They're they're mapping out that entire day, and we're doing the exact same thing. You are literally, and this is how I do it too. I have my entire day mapped out in these twenty minute blocks, and that is what we're having them do from start to finish, right? the physical component of that we've been mentioning that a lot you are good at fitness you're in shape obviously it was a big part of your it's a big part of your life big part of your career do you look at at the youth these days do you think kids are are less active now and 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 what does that look like in in your i mean dude right so of course yeah because why because it's easier to shut your kid up put him in front of a computer versus like my backyard my backyard's woods yep woods yep my daughter's my daughter is a four uh, four time state champion gymnast. Love she's it. like right now she's at twelve, but she, when she was little, she wanted to go out there and play with her brother. That's right. Go outside. Yep. Get I on. limit times that my kids can get on shit like that. Good right? on you. Yep. You got to limit it. You get your ass outside. Yep. You don't want to get outside, and you know what? I'm going to give you some chores. Yes, sir. Chores, just so you know, um, young people, is something that we used to have to do <laughs> for no amount yeah. of money. Yeah, yeah, just to get to live in the house now you have yeah. these things called go funds my go fund was a lawnmower and a paper wrap man that's, that's, it. that's it. it dude that is it that is no it this go i would dude, i wouldn't touch a gofundme if my life depended on it dude that it nope. drives me drives me freaking nuts my gofundme at 10 years old was getting i was teaching grown men and, and grown women martial arts classes at 10 years old started working there i mean that's it and that's always been the gofundme that's it i had man. a job working on a farm after my dad died Good when i was like yep. yes sir that's it, man. Makes all the difference in the world. I love that. Like three bucks an hour. One of the questions, dude. Like, at least you got paid. One of the uh, one of the questions that that's probably my favorite question on the list, man, is a piece of common knowledge. And this is a great question coming from the kids. It's a piece of common knowledge that everybody knows, man. Everybody knows this is true, 
But Ray goes, yeah, no, but actually, you know what? That's bullshit. I don't agree with that. And one of the places, so where I always go with this, so as a career educator, right? Everybody knows, especially in education, you got to go to college, man, to be successful. And I think college is not only highly overrated, I think it's actually a bad move for probably 90% of the kids. I don't think it's, I think the ROI on that is garbage. And as a, as a educator, I'm very much countercultural in that regard. What's a place that you're maybe kind of counterculture to, uh, to the common view? You know, I, I think people use college as a crutch, mm. actually, just to keep themselves Man. isolated from their, their regular world for another couple of years. Yep. You know what I think the world yeah. needs is more, more trade crafts. Like, yeah. you know, um, this world was not built with just scientists. It was built with welders and plumbers and, and things like that. And yeah. there are people that I know, you know, I think it's great to have a craft, um, a skill set with something. Being smart in, in books isn't really a fucking skill set. Yeah, man. It's just fucking smart in books. And some of the most intelligent book smart people I know can't change a light bulb. That's it. Um, That's yeah, it. Yeah, maybe some of them make a lot of money. But nowadays, colleges, from what I remember, because I went to community college, it wasn't for me. Yeah. Colleges back then weren't political. You right. went there to learn. Yep. You didn't have left and right shoving their political views down your throats and brainwashing these kids. Yeah. Going into society, you know, giving my favorites when you have a kid who's never been to battle, giving you advice about the Iraq war or the yeah. Afghanistan war. I'm like, motherfucker, yeah. have you bled that? No. Then you read this in the book. Well, my professor told me. Yeah. Was your professor in the military? No. Then what are you basing it off of? Exactly. Basing it off of documentation, yeah. you know, yeah. documentation and having your brother die beside you or getting blown up or realizing that no matter what you do, you're trying to make a difference. It's going to take forever to do it. They're not even the same realm. That's so, exactly um, it. Dude, that's... agrees with that too. Um, Hell yeah. Well, if, if you want to be a doctor or something that where you need that degree, yeah, you know, that, play the game, play the, yeah, play the game. But, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah for Trust the... for that attitude mission. I, I don't have a college degree and I've, I work for major school and have a really fucking cool job. Oh, dude, that's um, it. Yeah. That's... And I travel all around the world and I'm not, you know, I'm not a very, I'm a very, I'm not a very book smart guy. I, you know, I, I, I've lived real world events. That's it. Well, and like I said, dude, academia. So like, congratulate. If you're book smart, that's great. You're never going to be smarter than friggin' Alexa or Google or whatever. So good. I mean, that's freaking great. So what are you going to do at this point? You know, we interviewed, we talked to, uh, so, there's a movie, man, that that we did. I got to I got to work on uh, last year um, called No Safe Spaces with uh, with Dennis Prager and, and uh, Adam Carolla, uh, Jordan okay. Peterson, Dave Rubin. So we, and it was all about the indoctrination that's that's taken place, especially on the college campuses, right? And and gotcha. you know how we had to have to develop these safe spaces for kids. Now, if somebody disagrees with them, right? Ben Shapiro is going to come and he's going to share his point of view, and I don't agree with his point of view, so I'm going to burn the I'm going to burn the college down, right? Instead of just go and listen to somebody that has opposing ideas, kind of deal. So we made this entire um, documentary. So I think I think you would dig it. But I talked to Dennis. Uh, this past week on uh, on Friday, you know, and I said, well, I said, if somebody wants to come work for PragerU, and these is a young buck, 21, 22, and they said they want to come work for you, Dennis. Um, what do you want to see from them? And he said, first and foremost, man, I hope they did not go to college. And, and I, dude, and I hear that over and over and over from organizations, and I'm talking the Amazons, the Googles, the Microsofts, 
They don't care anymore. They don't care about the college degree. They care about the quality of the individual. Can you do the work? Can you, Are you willing to put in the work? And are you not a douchebag? Are you willing to go in there and treat other people the right way? Give more than you take. Not go in there with an entitled attitude. If you can do that, dude, you got a job. Now you're good. We, I hear you. My job right? interview with Big Rose Coolian was I said, listen, boss, because there I wasn't the only SEAL that went for this position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, listen, I'm not the biggest, tallest, strongest, fastest, or even youngest. And he's like, okay, I'm probably not going to make you the most money. He's like, this isn't going good. I said, but <laughs> you'll never find anybody that'll outwork me or be more loyal. He's Bingo. Like, Done deal. That's it. He goes, because, you know, it's all about, that's where I came up with the team. He's yep. like, because we had met, he trusts me. Yep. And he he will hire someone for effort and attitude. Bingo. Anytime he goes, because I sell. Yep. And he's like, you're the world's fucking worst closer, but you have a great closing rate because you have great effort and attitude in everything you do. And that's I don't it. bullshit you. That's it. And that's, I think the key to life so is simple. just being honest. You know I mean? I'm not saying. So simple, dude. Dick, but yeah. just be wholeheartedly yeah. honest with things. And, and I think people just are so hesitant about pulling the trigger on anything, the mental trigger, the emotional trigger, just yeah. go for it. You know, I tell people, man, you want to do something? The only thing that's holding you back is you. It's right in Don't there. Let, that's right. That The mental bullshit. Yep, it's right, right in you there. Gotta, you got to put it through that strainer. I always tell people too, right? This is my, uh, my, my seesaw, yep. the negative positive seesaw yep. for every negative person. You need seven people to balance that out. Mm. So if you have one negative person in your household, you have a four family household, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to cut that. You got to trim the fat, man. Yep. That's, that's what life's about. Trimming the fat and getting rid of all the shit in your life that is polluting you. And that, you know, like right now, my wife and me, we don't watch the news anymore. Yeah, that's right. We stopped watching news. Yep. It, it polluted us. Yep. Totally. I don't know what the hell's up and down. Yep. You know, just imagine these poor kids that have no real life experiences and they're watching this. That's right. I mean, that's what that's doing. That's yeah. just sucking hot, that in. Hot freaking mess, and then they're jumping on these, jumping on these phones. We showed our uh, our high school yesterday. There's a documentary it's on Netflix right now. Um, Social dilemma or or something like that. Uh, just mm-hmm. to show them, it's all about how this stuff and the social media aspect it's all built to keep you to keep you hooked and and the whole thing is there if it's a psychological experiment on how do we just keep you right there and it talks about how they're you know this young generation man their self-esteem is literally tied to to this and to bullshit stuff that's not even i mean it's not real and then you start going down that rabbit hole and you've got all these fears that none of these are real none of the stuff really exists and you're playing all this here again man who's doing the brainwashing you know i mean that's exactly it brother man so good so i mean we really gone through the majority of the, the last question that is on here um, is is the legacy question and so what i mean by this is the way they framed it was if if god was gonna go hey man ray dude you have rocked it you you killed it for these 49 years man tomorrow's tomorrow's it by the way so i'm just gonna be putting you in the ground man we're gonna put this headstone down there and you get to mm-hmm. leave just one kind of legacy quote or legacy comment legacy idea right there it can be your own idea your own words it can be somebody else's what do you want on that headstone for people to remember ray care by a man that conquered his four f-bombs family fitness finance and faith i love it that's dude. it i love you it. know I, Pedro's just going to talk about it and said oh man yep. you're born there's a dash and you die you know I tell every single human being that's on here right now, even kids, if you don't know what a eulogy is, it means if you die right now, if you were to die right now, if I told you you had five minutes to write your eulogy out about what kind of a person you were, and if you were as honest as you could be, I would give you another week to live, 
you would see people say, I'm a cheater on this, on that. All those negative things that you see in that eulogy. And I'm telling you, you could do this with kids too. Now, obviously, teenagers. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a smart ass on this and that. Imagine, is like you were talking about, is that the legacy that you want to leave That's behind? Right. Or do you want it to be like, because this is what I tell people. Time is the most precious commodity we have. Yes, sir. No one knows how much time they have. So right. you have to make each second of the minute of the day of the hour of the month count, right? Mm. And that's what's so important. If you don't like who you are, like I said, one of the things I do is a self-reflection drill. Yeah. Look in the mirror, right? Take a picture of yourself, grade yourself on family, kids. Am I a good, am I a good son? Am I a good brother? Am I a good cousin? Am I good this? Am I a good friend? Fitness. Do I sit on my ass and play video games? Mm -hmm. If you're older, do I go to the doctor and get checked out? Fitness isn't just on the outside. Finances. If I'm a kid, hey, do I need those expensive shoes? Mm -hmm. Do I? Could I get a side job cutting along? Parents, you know, are you doing everything again? And faith. Faith is all about you got to – if you don't have an MOL right now, I'm telling each and every one of you, I know you got tons of clients. If you don't develop an MOL in life, then what are you doing in life? Like, right. it, be great today. I want to be great. Like I'm on this awesome podcast. I get the, I get the privilege of doing this. This is awesome. Mm. Most people die to get on this podcast, but then once that's done, I'm not done. I got to go back to making calls that's and I'm right. going to be even great doing something else. That's right. I'm up on the hill right now. I'm going to go down and come right back up. Yep. That's what you kids need to do, man. Grateful motherfuckers. Don't be greedy. That's it, dude. Sorry, I get it fired up. Man, man. don't, don't be sorry about it, man. You're a man after my own heart. This is how I, I mean, I feel like I'm, dude, I live, I, I'm yeah. grateful, man. I'm grateful. And the time is, time is so valuable, man. It is so precious. And the fact that you spent, you know, an hour of your time to pour into, to these kids, man, and to these listeners is something that I am eternally grateful for as well, man. And, and I can't I'm wait to I'm honored to be on, sir. Thank you so much. Way, I appreciate man. it. So where do people go to hear, to hear more from you, find more uh, about you? Yeah, where would you like people to go, man? Yeah, you can hit me up on IG at Ray Cash Care. Yep. Um, I've got the little blue thing, so you know it's me. Yep. Um, I have raycashcare.com that's where i do all my coaching and stuff like that or what was the other one that you can hit me up on um probably mainly just those two and then i will i will get you from there yeah but ray there um at raycashcare or um Ray on the raycashcare.com, I have all the coaching programs and everything from there and love to Beautiful. love to work with you guys, yeah, guys, man. gals at different levels. Absolutely, man. No, I absolutely can't wait. And I want people, I mean, especially these dads out there too, getting in contact with you and checking out the project, checking out what you guys have going on with all the Squire oh, yeah. program, dude. And there's no, no downside. Brother, thank you so much, man. So grateful for you, man. Thank you, sir. There you go, man. Check out Ray Cash Care on Instagram. Follow them uh, anywhere that you can, man. See what they're doing at the project. Uh, just an amazing human being. I'm going to go back and listen to that one again myself. So uh, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate that. Continue to share and let people know what we have got going on here. Thanks for uh, checking in. We'll see you next time.